Hey y'all, my name is Emily and you're listening to Coming Up Roses. Hi y'all, thank you so much for tuning in today. So glad you are here with me. Today I just really quickly wanted to do a little life updates podcast. It's officially been over a week since I graduated college, so I thought it would be nice because I've kind of just mentioned it here and there throughout my episodes. I thought it'd be nice to kind of sit down, let you guys know what my life looks like now that I'm no longer in school and just kind of where my head has been at making decisions and pursuing different dreams and goals these past few months. Um, So it's been very exciting and very busy. Um, I think... Sydney and Erica and I talked about this, but we really were auditioning a lot. That was the big thing was I wanted a dance job. Um, I was very happy and excited to be given the opportunity to go to graduate school, but after, I mean, a really hard year and a half of online school, I just feel a little burnt out from academia. And so while I was very fortunate and very blessed at the opportunity, I didn't feel like that's where God wanted me right now. I think getting in was kind of a sign that, okay, you are capable of this. Like, you know, you know, stop the self-doubt with your intellect and your ability to share your passion. But like, girl, we know you want a dance job. Um, so I did receive an apprenticeship with a company in Olathe, Kansas. So I'm officially staying in the Kansas City area, which I'm very excited about. I love it here. Um, I was really going to struggle to leave. I have, you know, my favorite local coffee places. I've got my routines. I've got, you know, I can get places without maps. So I'm very, very happy to be staying here um, as well as many of my friends are, which I'm really excited about. But that job starts in August. And what it looks like to have a dance job is it's not just, okay, you show up to work, you go home, you kind of turn off the work side of things. With dance, there you know, there's so much that goes into staying in shape and pursuing outside cross-training and outside performance opportunities and preparing, you know, just like so much outside of a typical job. And since my job doesn't start in August, I am still training as many days a week as I can. So still taking dance class and you know, teaching myself little bar combinations when I don't have a ton of time and, you know, just all sorts of funny little things I do to stay in shape, whether that's taking a jazz class here and then doing a ballet bar at home here and doing Pilates here, like just kind of a menagerie of affordable things to stay in shape until the company starts back up in August I am doing a dance intensive, which is essentially just lots and lots of classes and rehearsals and training. It's in the evenings and I'm doing it virtually so I can work here in Kansas City at my new job, which I'll talk about in a second, my new other job. But what can be kind of overwhelming is with school, you know, I was expected to be at class every day and, you know, keep up on my technique and my training that way through a literal grade. And now, you know, I won't see the dance company till August and I better be on in August, you know, like I better look how I did at the audition. So some pressure on me 
to keep in shape and keep up my training. Um, and I talked about this last week, but luckily I'm pretty intrinsically motivated. Like I can usually get myself to show up to a dance class or, you know, fork over the 17 bucks to take a technique class, whatever it might be. Um, that doesn't mean it's easy by any means. I definitely still struggle just to like, you know, get the same level of training that I had at school or if I have to go alone, sometimes I can be kind of, I went days with my friends, but that's definitely something I think I see even just friends not within dance. You kind of have that shift of before you were held accountable by these grades and this structure and this system and now, you know, showing up to work is on you. Making sure you're prepared for your presentation is up to you. Making sure you're ready for any postgraduate exams you have to take. MCATs, LSATs, bar exam. Like, that's on you. Like, no one's really saying, like, if you don't do this, you don't pass the class, you don't graduate. Like, there's none of that anymore. You just kind of get fired. And so that's definitely been kind of an adjustment for me. Um, Yesterday, I did a um like I taught my workout class for my kids and I did a little bit of dance in there and they were like what are we doing and I was like it's for me I like I have to train um so I've definitely been trying to find that balance um this summer but I'm very excited about my dance job in August very excited to be performing and just do all sorts of amazing things with them the other thing is that I am finishing up my Pilates certification. So I think I talked about this a couple episodes ago very briefly, but I am receiving my 600-hour Pilates certification, which is really cool. Um, I've been teaching fitness classes, just kind of flying by the seat of my pants for many years. I'm very fortunate to have been given that opportunity when I was young, and I learned a lot of skills by watching other people and shadowing and slowly taking on more responsibility and I've been teaching fitness now since I was 19 so what's that like three years and I love it it's definitely something I'm very passionate about and I think I just keep learning more and so doing this Pilates certification has just been so amazing I love Pilates I think it no matter what your fitness background is no matter what your fitness goals are like Pilates has something for you especially for dancers it's just so good at cross-training the muscles that we work every day really helping us work on our powerhouses our core um, because those have a tendency to be superficially strong but not literally strong and also just like good mind body workout kind of like turn off the thinking in terms of like oh I you know my arm has to be here my leg has to be here and then this step happens and then I have to touch you know it's less of that and more like breath work and okay coordination okay engage my core um so I've really loved even just learning more about it so with that certification I obviously have to hit 600 hours and we do that through working out taking classes um, observation practicing our teaching studying the material We have these weekends we do, long weekends. We have shorter meetings. So we have a ton of different things. And it definitely is a huge time commitment. Every day, but Saturday usually. Saturday is my day off of Pilates. But every day I'm doing something, at least studying the material and reading through it. 
towards those hours. Not only because I want to hit that 600 hours as soon as possible and start working and really building my career in that, but also because I take like a few days off during graduation week. I took a few days off of the Pilates, you know, because I was graduating and taking finals. And I mean, literally, when the next time I practiced on someone, I was just flustered and like couldn't quite remember things. And so it's something I have to stay vigilant on because it's all so new to me. Um, but I've been loving that. And so fitness instructing is something that is not leaving my life just because I've graduated. That's definitely something I did at my university. Um, and I am continuing to do that, which it's cool to transition out of a student role and kind of into more of a, oh yeah, I graduated, like, you know, I'm an alum from here. Um, but I'm hoping to build more of a career in that. And with that, obviously I have this certification program. There comes a lot of like personal marketing, personal promotion of my classes. And the fact that I am receiving my Pilates certification, that's something I can offer here. And if in a few months, more like several months, but Um, so I've been kind of trying to dig into that a bit more now that I have more time. Like I said, I try to spend minimum of an hour a day working on my Pilates hours, try to get at least one hour in a day. Saturday, I usually cut loose a bit and take a break, but it's been really cool. It's also fun to be able to provide the opportunity for my friends to hear about Pilates. A lot of them are into other forms of fitness and, being able to be like, yeah, come and like, I'll teach you a beginner systems class. Obviously it won't be very good because I'm still learning, but you can kind of get a taste of what Pilates is like. And maybe this is something you can incorporate into your routine. Or for example, Toby has been like my practice (laughs) dummy. Anytime I can't find anyone else, he's always willing to do it. And for him, you know, coming from playing sports and that very like surface level like no real mind body connection building superficial muscle not that there's anything wrong with that but just like Pilates makes you feel so strong and so tall and so like ripped for no reason like well obviously for a reason but it's just amazing how even a few sessions I feel so like tall and long and strong and like I'm 6'2 in a rocket even though I'm nowhere near 6'2 um And so even just seeing him come from like a sports background and start doing Pilates has been really cool. And it's really, it's just really special to share that with people. And it feels like something, I was very hesitant to sign up for it. It was something I kind of kept putting on the back burner of some of my other goals. And then one day I was like, oh no, like I think I actually do want to do this. And it's definitely overwhelming. It was very overwhelming the first weekend when you know, I had had like some times wrong and I was just feeling kind of flustered and crazy and I've loved it though. Um, I think it's good to put myself in over my head, especially now that, you know, I was in over my head in school because I was in some hard non-dance classes, but now I'm in over my head in something I'm very passionate about and like I'm very hungry to learn more and I constantly want to be practicing and so that's been really fun to do and it definitely helps me use my time now that I do not have class every day. Um, My third job, my third endeavor is I'm working at a restaurant now. Um, And I kind of wanted to talk about this because A, my life is about to be very busy because I'm hoping to work a ton this summer while I haven't started work at the dance company yet. And I can kind of just 
build up a bunch of hours, train, do the thing. But I think when I, when I got this job, everyone was like, you're up to like three different things now. And it's like, yeah. And that's really the reality of young professional dancers with a lot of companies, or especially if you freelance. Fitness instructing, while it's good money and it's flexible and it's very rewarding, it's not going to pay my bills. So I took on this server job um, where I can, you know, first of all, I love the restaurant personally. Like I go there a lot. So that's good for me. But it's also just an opportunity to have something more stable than a creative movement-based career. I mean, luckily with Pilates, I don't need to be moving as much when I teach, but my other forms of fitness I teach, I definitely am moving with them. And so having something that isn't reliant on my body being 150% all the time is kind of nice. Um, My dance friends and I joke it's civilian work because sometimes dance can feel like something real people don't actually do, but the unfortunate reality of the dance industry right now, even before the pandemic, is that dance doesn't always pay the bills in full. And you're very fortunate to find that contract that does, but most dancers work two to three outside jobs. And that's just kind of the way the industry is. It's not great. It's something that definitely needs to change in the coming years, especially now that we've seen what taking away the the industry does to people's finances like it like people have left their dance careers because they can't they're like I can't make a living we are not performing for a year I'm not making any money and so it's definitely humbling to be like yeah I'm working three jobs to make ends meet because I'm chasing after this dream and I think I'm this week I'm not working either of my jobs so I'm definitely like mentally preparing myself for that grind I'm about to be on like working a ton still teaching fitness still doing Pilates still training and dance every day but it is important to me that you know I do become financially independent I do pay my own bills I do build this relationship so that I can have this outside job And I'm honestly excited. I've never worked in the service industry other than being a lifeguard when I was 16. And I was very bad at that. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Looking forward to just the friendships and having a good stable income from that. And everything that goes with fitness fitness instructing and then running to my server job and then running to a dance class. Like this gives me very much like the kind of lifestyle I thought I would have in college and then I did so many other things I didn't have time for that (laughs) but I'm very excited to be doing that and I think you know I share this to a if you are an artist performing it's time to start demanding more from the industry I really think that payment does not always come in forms of money like for example my apprenticeship is unpaid but The fact that it's free training and performance opportunities and exposure to the industry is something that, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice. Like, I'm being paid in experiences. But I think, you know, it's it's not these companies being greedy and saying, well, no, we don't want to pay our dancers. We want to keep all this money. Like, companies struggle to pay their directors. It's, we can't keep relying on these wealthy people to donate, you know, their 
great-grandmothers dying, you know, when they passed away and they left a bunch of money, we can't just keep taking those, those big sums of money and hoping it sustains us. You know, not every company can do that. The big ones can, but small ones can't. And so I think it's time to demand more from the industry in terms of, you know, how, how can we be like other countries that have state-sponsored arts? Every time you watch a TV show or listen to music or read a book or literally anything, pe- people are consuming the arts and then the arts receive little to no funding every year in schools, in universities, in public endowment, like any of that. And so if you're a performing artist, it's time we demand more and it's time we advocate for more. But also if you're someone who has to take on another job or kind of feel some shame around the like million side hustles and grind and you just want to have like that dream job that pays well with the salary like bide your time I truly believe that this is kind of the Lord like humbling me for me having to be financially independent and create a budget and really pinch pennies this next year and I think that work ethic you learn when you're working, even if you don't have a bazillion jobs, even if you just have one job where you're like absolutely busting your buns, like that work ethic that you are building in this time in your life where you're probably still single, like as an unmarried, don't have like dependents to worry about, you know, you can focus on yourself and build those skills. Like that's so invaluable. And I'm looking forward to gaining those skills because I have unfortunately not so far in college and I kind of regret not honing those in, but this is my time. I'm going to use this season to do that and I'm looking forward to it, even though I'll probably regret saying these words in like three months. Something else is I am moving. So I am moving out of my apartment and I'm moving into a house with some new roommates. Um, I cannot afford to stay in my apartment. It is too expensive. <laughs> so I'm trying to like use all the benefits that come with it for the next couple months. But um, I will be moving into a house that is still in Kansas City. So I'm still living here. I will just be commuting to my dance work every day. But I'm definitely sad to be leaving um, my apartment and my roommate here. But again, kind of the the sacrifice I have to make, I'm moving into a house where I share a bathroom again, so kind of a, a downgrade in that sense, but I'm really looking forward to the women I'm living with, and there's dogs there, so I'll be like, I have a pet, but it won't be my responsibility, <laughs> and there's a backyard, and it's really close to some awesome coffee shops, so I'm very excited um, and very hopeful that the move goes well. I'm very nervous about moving because when we moved in here, I quite nearly lost it. And then I had to house it. So luckily I didn't have to deal with it, but I'll have to deal with it this time because I'll probably work the next day. So we'll see how all that goes. And the last thing that has changed in my life is that some of my dear friends have left me here in Kansas City. And I kind of wanted to talk about this because even if you're not graduating, even if you're already working or you're still in school or you haven't gone to school yet like no matter where you're at in life I feel like this in the summer season is when people make big life changes because you know a lot of job contracts end in May a lot of or begin in like June 1 people graduate um, people move because they have more time like whatever it might be I just feel like the summer is always a big 
time of transition, like beginning and end of summer. And I was the one for a long time who was going to, who it seemed like was going to leave Kansas City. Like most of my friends were probably going to stay here and I was going to be the one to move to Philadelphia and go to school. And then when I took this opportunity with the company, because I really felt like that's where God wanted me, then all of a sudden all my friends are going other places. And it is definitely hard to balance all the emotions that come with that. The main one, obviously, I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of my friends who got dance jobs in new cities and they're moving and doing the dang thing and just taking that leap. And I'm so proud of my friends who are moving places without a job and just seeing what happens or moving and going to grad school, like whatever it might be. And I'm excited for them. And like proud is an understatement. Like I have been hyping some of my friends up so much. I'm sure they're sick of it, but at the same time, it's also hard to reconcile with the sadness of them leaving. Like my version of Kansas City is changing because there's certain people leaving it. And I'm very lucky that a lot of my friends are staying here. They have amazing jobs. I can't wait to mooch off of them for the next year. If you're listening and you're my friend and you've got a cushy job, um, I will be hitting you up. But I am fortunate in that sense that a lot of people are putting down roots here. But those few friends that are leaving, it's it's really hit me hard. I think what's hit me most hard is you know, in college, you fantasize like, oh, this girl, she's going to be there when I get engaged. She's going to be there when she's going to be by my side at my wedding. She'll be there when I have my first baby, like all this stuff. And that's no longer necessarily true. Obviously, I'm not doing any of those things right now. But I think I let myself daydream a little too much about the perfect little friend groups I seemed to have here. And now those people are leaving. And that's definitely kind of a bittersweet thing you have to deal with in this season that I had kind of been like, oh, well, no one's moving. No one's told, like, confirmed they're leaving, so no one must be leaving. And now I'm staying, so it's perfect, but people are leaving. And I'm very excited and also very sad and just kind of already ready to visit some of them again, even though I, like, just saw them. <laughs> so that is kind of it for my life update, you know, got really just dancing and working this summer and I'm super excited to start with the company. I feel like I've said that so many times, but yeah, again, I just wanted to share this episode just to kind of like take all the little weird loose ends I left around everywhere about what I'm doing next year and kind of hone them in, but also just to kind of share some insight on this is a big season of transition for everyone, even if you're not graduating slash new jobbing slash whatever it might be it just kind of is that vibe you know right around memorial day people start making big life changes i don't know what it is but it's that turn of the season time it must be so just sharing some insight um if you guys have any advice for budgeting for moving for being a server for getting my pilates certification for dealing with my friends leaving for dance company life like anything i'm doing i would love to hear about it um, feel free to DM me. We are Coming Up Roses podcast on Instagram, or you can email us. Our email is also in the show notes. And I am going to say thank you in advance if you do hit me up because I need I need some wisdom. But thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I'm so glad I was able to share a bit of what's going on in my life with you all. We'll be back next week 
with something new. Um, And as always, wherever and whenever you're listening, I hope you're having a great one. Love y'all.